got I got some words for Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brendan's on the come up here. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we talked about him before? You? He's, yeah, I mean, he did uh oh boy, I'm glad we haven't started yet cuz I yeah. I could I you know what, for the sake of this fucking conversation, I should probably pull up a little wiki. I got a few I got a few things on on Brendan O'Brien. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe I don't, but I'm like he did everybody, I feel like. Yeah. That's the elephant in the room. How you doing, Jared? <laughs> I'm good. I'm uh, I'm searching Google as we speak. It's it's good. Because I, I, I like to be, you asked me a question, and I didn't fucking know the answer, man. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go to the, the joint uh, knowledge of the internet. And uh, wow. Yeah, he did do some shit. I'll see. Sure, you've mm-hmm. got exactly what I just looked at. Yeah. So, we are obviously talking about Purple, the second album from uh, Stone Temple Pilots today. Because yep. that's what we do, is we talk about second albums. Almost exclusively, you know, you sure. reserve the right to do whatever the fuck we want. You know, it's my show, your show, we can right. do whatever we want. They can't fire us. Want. I was looking for a drop that might fit that tone, <laughs> but I don't think... Uh, Boring. Okay, I don't that- give a fuck. <laughs> That is the ethos. And smoke weed every day. Yes. Well done. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you can all go home now. You know it all. Well, talking about these second albums and doing the research is the funnest thing. Sitting around for a little bit today, just getting into it. But I didn't listen to this album today. I wanted, ah. I wanted to be a little bit fresh. I mean, you've heard it. Because it's I got, not like the first time you're going to hear this album. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I listened to it ever in its entirety, oh, start really? to finish. Yeah. But maybe. Maybe it's baked in there somewhere. I think you're going to know all these songs. This is coming out in uh, uh, June 7th, 1994. Where, yeah. Where were you when? Just graduating high school. Feeling good? New, yeah. Getting ready to just go sow my oats. I'm moving to Seattle. Mm-hmm. I'm working at the mm-hmm. docks. I got my six string and hawk. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm working in the docks with my six string and hawk. I got hocks. it going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in hawks like ham yeah uh yeah and by this point i was on board with stone temple pilots we were talking earlier that i was not initially on board with stp when they came out can you phrase it the way you phrased it to me <laughs> how did i say i they uh you're uh paul on the road to Damascus oh my my moment. yes my my turn i had a biblical change of heart come to scotty moment if you will yeah. um I, I immediately thought of Empire uh, and, and the Enterprise. By the way, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> Scotty. <laughs> uh, when they their Scotty first few it. singles, I thought were kind of corny, and I thought they were paint by numbers, big air quotes, grunge. Like to this day, I don't still don't care for plush all that much. Sure, sure. With the down, 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 it's like paint by numbers grunge. I think the band has something to uh, annoy you or to hate. But only because you've got a vocabulary of other bands that maybe popped before these guys yeah. that you can say they sound like. Um, that's I suffered yeah. from the same a sex type thing. He literally looked like Lane Staley in that video. You know what I mean? Like he, he was, didn't do much to help himself, but no. he also maybe was himself. Yeah, who knows? Like Enigma. they would come into their own so much, so much better on this album. And everyone I, and listen, my turning point was on the first album. Era was a hater. Oh wow! And but I'm in the backseat of my buddy Sean's uh, Civic, right? 
And it was like one of those back seats where you could barely sit because there's just nothing but woofers and and subs and and, uh, and we were getting ready to go see our guest john singler had a vehicle similar yes we were getting ready to go see dragon the bruce lee story oh my gosh we're smoking weed in his car and he's like you like stone table pilots i'm like not really he goes hang on and i'm sitting in this back seat right just surrounded like i'm in the in the demo room (laughs) at car toys (laughs) and he puts on cracker man at full volume oh, wow. off that first album. Not yeah. a single. It was a deep cut, so I didn't know about it because I didn't have the record. Fucking broke my mind and my eardrums back yeah. there. That song fucks. I think this I think this band is able to push some sound. Or push some air too, you know? Three piece. Um, three piece. It's one of the our, I I'm gonna say maybe our favorite configuration it of kinda a band. is. Like three piece or three piece with a singer. Musically we're talking guitar bass drums. That is that's a great setup. Yeah, and on <laughs> guitar, bass, drums, and singing, obviously, is Scott Wyland. <clears throat> you getting choked up? I know. We all know. miss him. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, he. Uh, why do they? Why do they short it to Vox when you look at vocals yeah. on an album cover? Which I think it's Latin. Had. I think it's Latin. I don't know. We're just, okay. You know, it's a lot. You, we're you know, uh, Pax Varakis. We're a pretentious bunch, lead singers. <laughs> give us a chance to use Latin. We deal with language. Ask the master himself, Mr. Bono Vox. <laughs> In case you ever wondered what his last name was. It's fucked up. That is. You look on them records, that's Bono Vox. So do you say Dean DeLeo? Yeah. And then you got his brother, Robert. Robert, the, oh, who's a bass playing machine and got a fucking jawline. Yeah. Like a little Italian Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and just plays the shit out of that bass. He's a finger guy. I love him. As a dabbling bass player myself, I think he's the bee's knees. Well, this is what we're going to keep this Paul De- to Damascus, uh, you know, Saul to Paul moment. Um, you also got Eric Kretz on the drums and my favorite percussion. percussion yes, we saw him rocking the congas or the bongas and, and a conga. They put their money where their mouth is. Every one of these players are heavy hitters yeah they had to talk dean into coming back to rock and roll to start this band i didn't know that till today uh, he was, was he, he had already about? retired from music and was like a successful businessman of some sort gosh uh and they're like come on dude just you know fuck around with my band his brother's like come on just join my band for a minute you know that doesn't surprise me because some of these licks and song structures have um just a little bit of intelligence to them you know they're you, you, some of it feels like big dumb riffs, but that's because they made it sound like big dumb riffs Power coming trio. at you. It's, it's, it's yep. a good vehicle for big dumb riffs. Who doesn't like a big fucking dumb riff? Oh, Dean so is like good. a he's like a psychedelic Jimmy Page. Okay, he kind of cuts that Jimmy Page figure on stage, especially when his hair is long. He's kind of got that yeah, hunchy yeah. Les Paul. He plays the Les Paul, and he's got he's got those riffs. Yeah, he's a little more out there, a little more psychedelic, a little more. That later, and maybe you see a little bit of this on this album, but they get stretched out into a little bit more, maybe like glam edged things. Yeah, that, I, I'm so glad you said that, man. But yeah, because they do, and I think they do it. Maybe you see it a little bit coming a little bit on this mm-hmm. album, but they start hitting it, and they have I think four other albums after this one. Correct. Uh, and um, and then like you you said it, Scott Wyland, uh, he passed away, and fifteen. Uh, yeah, 2015, yeah, December 3rd. And, you know. This band has had bad luck. It's like one of those bands where you're just like, fuck. Really? What Dean should have stayed in the, in business, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but, you know, because uh, Chester Bennington would become 
their singer after uh, after they fired Scott for the last time. And he was only with them maybe two or three years. They did an EP. Yeah. Um, We all know that Chester's no longer with us either. Yep. Um, And a hell of a singer, too. Okay. Not not a Linkin Park guy, but I am a Chester Bennington guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's just... It's undeniable. Well, how's that? That was blessed. We should we should hit their second album. But you know ha- what? <laughs> we should, but we should get those uh, the gals from the uh, the the emo nights or oh, uh, yes, because uh, that's right up their alley. Well, we're, we're trying to make friends in yeah, the we're podcast trying, world. Trying Jared. to get guests that also have podcasts. <laughs> you know, we record this in the studio, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll take it out of the studio at one point. We'll go afield. <laughs> person on the streets yes. um how is jeff gut doing is he alive because he started he singing for is them. i believe yeah that's when they did uh before they broke up and they kind of just took some time off and and uh, scott did that solo album 12 bar blues yeah not bad actually and they did talk show was that the name of there it was right. called talk show and that wasn't bad either yeah. like it was it was all pretty good but you know come on let's get the, let's get the band back together and they came back and did number four Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. I, th- I you think I'm correct. By, you there. can tell by my hesitancy. You can tell by the certainty I said it with. Yeah, and that was the album, or that was the tour that I took. That was the first concert I took my little brothers to see. Oh wow! Later years. Yes, it was '99. Yeah, uh, number four album. Number four okay. it was called Number Four. Um, yeah. Yes, and they were opening for the Chili's on the Californication tour. There's another crossover with fucking B.O.B. Yeah. Brendan O'Bannon. Brendan O'Brien. Brian. And O'Bannon. That's yeah. his great-grandfather from the old country. Take two. Brendan O'Brien. <laughs> so, O'Brien rules. Yeah. And I, I've seen them live a few times, you know, a handful of times, and they've always been good. Even when Scott was, you know, allegedly pretty in bad shape. Yeah. Personally, I never saw his performance suffer all that much from it. I mean, eventually it did. That's why he couldn't be in the band anymore. But I, you know, uh, thinner and slinkier. I lucked out. Yeah, oh, yeah. He. This is the beginning of Scott getting a little skinnier. Yeah. Watching those videos uh, before this, and you, you see like see it. core and, era, like healthy and so to baby to, fat. Yeah, happened. hit it again. They suffer from a little bit of um, you know, he got skinnier like Lane. Yeah. So there's good looking guy too. That doesn't help or to hurt. Like he, Scott was Both. a good looking guy. Yeah. Like he was a heartthrob. So is this Southern California band? Is it San Diego. San Diego? That is yeah. the southernest California band. That is as south as you can get. They're almost Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. And they tan well. Yeah. Hard for junkies. <laughs> used to. God used to be so. <laughs> um, did they come up playing in that, in the California scene? Dude, I, no? their first show ever was opening for Henry Rollins at the Whiskey. Wow. Like how do you just swing that? I mean, they were in bands before this. This was not their first band. Sure. So maybe they're a little more established and they could swing something like that. But I thought that was impressive. Shit. You know, Scott Weiland met these met the brothers at a Black Flag show. Yeah. So I imagine them weaving a little bit of a musical dream. Like there's some <laughs> there's some there's some omen right there, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. That's a cool wraparound. Yeah, you don't pick up much of the black flag influence. Maybe you know what? Maybe Vaseline a little bit with just that kind of, that's almost could be a gnarly Greg Ginn, like, nah, 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 yes. like those later albums, like like 1985 when they would have been seeing them live. Yes. <laughs> and My War and shit. 
I think the comparison conversation is going to come up a lot listening to this album. Yeah. Well, I think uh, there's another influence that starts to pop up a little more in this album that maybe he doesn't get. You don't call it calling out, I guess. Everyone's got their influences, but it's the first album he was maybe a little grungy, mm-hmm. <laughs> to coin a phrase. And maybe that's uh, pressure from a record company. We don't know these things. Sure. But I hear a shit ton of Bowie coming out of him on this album. (laughs) And I celebrate it. Like that is, that is more his lane. He is versatile like that. Honestly, the grunge thing is too limiting for him to begin with. Yep. He's got way more places to go than that. And that's where my, uh, where were you when kind of uh, Paul on the road moment happened. I was like, there's something deeper going on here. And it, it sounds so good. It's digestible and almost dismissible because you've already ha- heard things that sound so good. And I'm just saying it. It may be O'Brien. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. It does this. got that touch. Let's listen to this. Here, a little meat plow. So if you're coming to this and you're a big fan of core, yep. you're a happy person right now. This is this is like remember us? Yeah. This is what we do that you like? Yeah. And they're doing it. It's it's very uh I think the chorus is the best part of this song. Like up until then it's all pretty boilerplate kind of yes. big riff. It, good energy for an opener. Yeah. Chances are though you, you got that you already have this filled with uh, maybe one or two other bands. Yeah, you know? but it's not a it's not a Good song until the tambourine comes in in the chorus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, this little bit's cool, but that you could say, you know, that's a little Alice and Chaney. It's yeah, it's definitely Alice and Chaney. <laughs> of course, the obligatory '90s—they're breaking me down. They're trying to break us down. <laughs> and see, you break down the guitar riff yeah. while you sing about breaking oh, down. Oh, but here comes the. There's the tambourine. It's all good now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds great. Brendan O'Brien is doing his thing yeah, as only he can. And let's talk about that tambourine and, and, and B.O.B.'s uh, choice, too. <laughs> is that what we're calling? <laughs> I like it. I like it. We're going to B.O.B. Nice. You got Eric playing. That's where percussion comes in. Yes. And now you know he Eric's going to earn his stripes with putting that percussion as, mm-hmm. you know, a secondary instrument. Yeah, he here. earns it. You get to hear that tambourine cut out, come back in. You here basically where he someone sets it down right um and it would be so easy especially nowadays just to have a tambourine track through the whole thing pick yeah, your favorite yeah, spots yeah. and that was a pretty decent it. solo too i'm gonna that say was. we <laughs> like pretty good this is pretty good 
Um, I mean, and that was guitar solos were still cool. You had Kim Thale was still throwing them out. Uh, even yeah. Kurt Cobain would like reprise the chorus melody for a little guitar solo. Guitar solos have not fallen out of favor yet. Yeah. And Cobain did that in in a way that uh, um, Robert from George the Cure does. Yeah, it, or George know? Harrison. Like it, it's pretty classic move. It's a good move. Um, guitar solos are happening. Like even even Gavin Ross or no no, but it was Nigel who was the the lead guitar player in Bush. Nigel something. Yeah. He could whip out a solo. Yeah. Of course, Nigel. See, I'm <laughs> afraid I think Stone Temple Pilots is a gateway to Bush. Uh, for sure. These are the uh, these are the also rands from cities that weren't Seattle. Mm-hmm. You had London mm-hmm. and San Diego. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing? And maybe there's a little bit of a uh, friction there. Because Why are you so fucking good looking? Don't you know? You think you're you think you're Chris Cornell? <laughs> Don't you fuck off? There's only one. Nobody's as good looking as we Chris. Got him. <laughs> Just you're not as tall as him. <laughs> you can't sing as good. Yeah. Um. Band fight. <laughs> Soundgarden still still oh, yeah. taking the That's taking still, the I mean, I think they got an average height of like six three. Big man. Yeah. His big swinging going. I think on. Matt might be the shortest, like an even six foot. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking Scott's going down pretty quick in his mid career to later years. Yeah, it seemed like the DeLeo brothers are pretty tall. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they seem tall. And you know, They're lanky. In one of the live footages on Letterman, which if you get a chance and you like Stone Temple Pilots, check, yeah, them, check them out on YouTube on Letterman. Um, there's a lot of good uh, playing. One of them, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, Dean takes a, almost takes a spill, fully recovers, doesn't <laughs> miss a beat, and then goes over to his brother while they're playing and starts like, Kind of like you see that shit. shit? (laughs) I love that. Those are the moments. The best. Those are the times you remember. See, it looked like they kind of enjoyed playing together. And, you know, Core did amazingly well, you know. Very much. So despite, you know, the the first knee-jerk response to be like, all right, Stone Temple Pilots. And, and, uh, you know, they sound like this. They sound like that. Man, it did (laughs) I was that way with the Pumpkins, dudes. I was super insular. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And they were on Sub Pop, for Christ's sakes. Sure. But they weren't getting past Mr. Cool Guy, 18-year-old Jared. Where do you? I know we did uh, Siamese Dream, but where do you sit on the pumpkins? Uh, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. A good they're, spot for him. He's a hell of a guitar player and a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. One of the best on, on both counts. He writes great songs. He plays great guitar. I don't like listening to him sing. Yeah. At all. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you find he suffers? Uh, he's in the vein of like uh, Chester Bennington, where it's a little bit mini bike going uh, down the road kind of approach. Yeah. It's the weed whacker in the tall grass. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I know that. Chester is to a lesser degree to me. Like, I, I know what you're saying. He's more like a buzzsaw, I guess. I think because maybe. The pitch is just a little down a little bit. We're out of weed whacker mode and we're into like, you know, skill saw. Yeah. Okay. The nice. area. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, and Can't that's quite okay. hit saws all. Yeah, it's across the. It, it crosses the line for me. It, it's it's a fair ball. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it, man. Uh, all right. This album had incredibly huge radio hits too, though. Mm-hmm. This uh, did. Uh, they, I yeah. think as a band, they did what the second album should do, and um, yeah. and uh, their their arrangement, and all that. This this one's gonna hit pretty good. They did it good. If, yeah, I could tell by the millions of albums it sold. Yeah, they did all right. On the back of singles like this, Vaseline. This was on the radio constantly. The fade in. I like it. 
There's a number of things about this song I don't want to like, and I like all of this song. It's such a you want to talk about big dumb riffs, yes. but it's deceptive because he's doing that. But it's like, it's like, uh, it's like prog rock for dummies. He's yes. kind of yes. he's playing, yes. <laughs> but it, it's brilliant. It's yes. fucking brilliant. Yep. He's playing two notes, but he his time he's counting different than the drummer. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. It's great and a great chorus. Appears Scott very ungrungily singing this. Harmonies? Exactly. <laughs> right? And that's him singing on himself. I yeah. Think. He's, yeah. He would get limited support from Robert uh, vocally live, like sometimes, yep. and then sometimes just not. Right. He's out there on his own for the most <laughs> and part. I, I think Robert was pretty good sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's, like, it's like, eh, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a Zeppelin drum change. The little fill he did, yeah. Yeah, they they covered the shit out of uh, Dancing Days for that Zeppelin tribute album. Yeah. Uh, with your boy Kretz playing hella uh, percussion. Kretz. <laughs> starting to think Kretz is the man. Hey, what's this? It's a proper bridge. Yes. Into a guitar solo? Fuck you. Pinch harmonic. Was yes. doing pinch harmonics in 1994. Yeah. Dope. Okay, you know one other person was mm-hmm. Zach Wild. Yes. It's only two kind of people in karate: Chinaman and the King. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's two guys doing pinch harmonics yeah. in '94. Yeah, and this song is quicker, faster, and it's perfect for the second song. It's a, just a tight fucking song. There's, it's like a good joke. There's no fat no. to trim off. No, it's thing. it's little over two and a half minutes long. That's and how perfect it they is. They allude to kind of cowboy chord for that change, the first change. And then oh, that, and yeah. then they end on it. The old weirdo chord right there. Yeah. I love it. It's a little expensful. <laughs> like, what is the song over? Take a pad and pencil, write it down, and make it suspenseful. Yes. Yeah. Just a uh, brilliant, brilliant pop song right there is what that was. With an awesome guitar solo. It's my favorite kind of pop song. The kinds that have awesome guitar solos. Yeah. That thing just ripped. I and mean, there's that guitar nothing, solo. Yeah. It, it didn't tell you like, we're going to go on a journey. That guitar solo opened up the fucking passenger door <laughs> 60 miles an hour and kept trying to kick you out. <laughs> tried and You're hanging on. Your other seat. Yeah. <laughs> You're hanging on by the old rotary window <laughs> roller and it's about to snap. <laughs> Like it's yeah, it's, gets back in and then looks at you like, dude, that was fucked up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it was that song rocks. There's, I just find nothing grunge about that. Yeah, that was so separate from anything you would call grunge, but still rocked. Yep, yep. So they're they're starting to figure it out. Starting to figure it out on the second album. They and I think so they get Bob. Uh, but okay, it's time to elephant in the room. We got Brendan O'Brien. Run down his his resume here. He's producing this album. They record one song at uh, the record plant. They mm. record one song at Paisley Park. Oh, shit. And then they go, Brendan finally goes. This album's called Purple. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. 
dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> then Brendan's like, listen, we got to finish this thing. And once they go to uh, Southern Tracks in Atlanta, home turf for B.O.B. Right. They hammer it out in three and a half weeks. Yeah, it went quick. Boom. Yeah. And they had just come off touring like a Van Halen kind of. Already tight from the road. Tight from the road. Like tiger. So again, let's talk about B.O.B. He came up engineering and he's engineering the first album, Shake Your Money Maker. He's engineering Core, their their other yeah. album. Um, so he's he's coming up under under the Rick Rubin system, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah, yeah. Engineer. Yeah. We got mid nineties. He becomes the vice president of Epic Records. Yeah. He played instruments on the tour with Pearl Jam and Neil Young. Right. He was uh, did a lot of Pearl Jam after that. Oh, he did a lot of Pearl Jam. He's almost like the fifth Beatle with those motherfuckers for a while. He did a lot of everything that sounds <laughs> just like this album. Yes. And I think this, they kind of suffered because this was a, in, in you know, cosmic sense, slightly later, um, right. you know, album to come out than he, some of the stuff that we just named right yeah. there. Did Brendan O'Brien do, he did the Deftones too, right? Must have done the Deftones. I feel like he fucked with the Deftones. I, I can't back that up right now. I'm betting around the fur. Without seeing it, I'm All right. betting around I had it pulled the fur. Up. That's how we started this episode. Don't, was don't, don't look it up yet. You can look it up, but don't tell I'm me. I'm looking it up. Oh, nice. Don't tell me. Okay, I won't tell you. Because Arthur's going to come on around the fur. He's going to phone in. He's he's called Dibs. And we, right. we're going to have to circle back with uh, with that gentleman when we get into it. By the way, another studio. New studio. Coming, yeah, coming yeah, we're you. running out of uh, episodes in this studio. Yeah, Brendan worked like Soundgarden and some Total Pilots, obviously. Neil Young. Yeah. Pearl Jam. A lot of Pearl Jam. Yeah. His most, uh, I think one of his most recent productions is ACDC's oh, Power Up. Yeah. And the the Battle of Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine. Guys all over. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But he also did Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish, and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. That's, 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 <laughs> that's in-ground pool money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he did some Offspring <laughs> records that weren't great. He also did produce Drops of Jupiter by Train. Not everybody can Sticky be song. Not everybody can Sticky be song. Pearl Jam. Uh, but you know, something else. Yeah, no, he's got he's got a great. Oh shit, he did the ACD album, uh, ACDC album, Akadeka, Black Eyes. That's his. He he did that. Dude, he fucks, for him. He fucks with a lot of people. Brendan's good. Bob good at getting yeah. those. Power Incubus Records, going. The Killers. There's yeah, live okay. recording going he did some on. Shit. He knows how to put together a project. Macedon. Like yeah. five years ago. Yeah, yeah. How about that? B.O.B. Yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad I opened that wiki now. <laughs> you know the answer, by the way? <laughs> For what? Or wait, wait, about the no, no, Deftones? No Deftones. I did not see it. Yeah. Okay, you, you know what? That was a so I did not see it. There that was a cool, selected cool. I don't like uh, to have secrets between it. Yeah, no. So that was a sel- that, that was a selected uh discography. It was not complete. Of course. Okay. It goes on. Guys we don't working right have now. to do a whole episode unto itself. We're gonna go everything Brennan O'Brien did. So, you know. BOP, uh, you know me. Here's here's <laughs> to train and limp biscuit. Uh, this song's called Lounge Fly. And uh if this beginning little intro sounds familiar is because they used it for the mtv news when they had like a serious news break yep and that meant hold the fuck up some something kind of shitty just happened it wasn't yeah. like fun yeah. news yeah. i remember I almost yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll you'll recognize it uh-oh Ooh, who who overdosed this week and that little prescient but just opens up oh. 
Hello, Eric. <laughs> Where you been? His one Tom. It's <laughs> a cool little fact there. It's okay, it's okay, okay, believe me. Pins on me, pins on me, will you kill me? The lounge fly, the lounge fly, the fly you bring me. I think I'm free, but the dogs they won't release me. Don't have a nigger or a dollar, but you feed me. My bottle's empty, but you always will feel me. beginning of lounge flies played on a 12 string and it's played mm. in reverse yeah so they're starting to do some studio yeah, fuckery have that paul revere sound to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> lounge fly was one of it was the uh, track that was recorded at paisley park no shit all right yeah, yeah it sounded a little more purple than the rest it's it's warm this is a warm track yeah and he's i mean for being a three-piece and it's just as far as i can tell up until then there was a track of bass a track of guitar they were it, he was it was open he's letting it hang yeah he's great at uh, getting his harmonics off too yeah old dean this uh the 12 strings open tuning uh yeah <laughs> so Led Zeppelin 3 right here A little bit, isn't it? Uh, about, to, about to head off to the gallows pole Dean, hell of a slide player. Like, this is not the only yeah. time he busted out. That's, it's kind of like was a piece of his arsenal. Yeah. And I think um, part of that is uh, what they're all coming up listening to. They're listening yeah. to some country music in here. There's, um, a, a, again, we talking about some of the modern-day comparisons, but actually the influences that come into the band. They all listen to a range of stuff and grew up listening to yeah, it. Yeah, and Dean's a little bit, maybe a little little bit older than the other guys so he might dipping back a little deeper yeah you know what band comes up um the most that i found hmm. and and i i listened to him today uh, the carpenters <laughs> i know 
hell of a drummer, Karen Carpenter. Well, this it's almost a song approach, and the way lyrics are so heavy lyrics are sung, mm. and they all cite the Carpenters as being a big influence on them. Again, they're not sounding like the no, Carpenters. No, but Karen could slip some real dark shit into a beautiful melody. Boom. <laughs> yeah, she was great at that. They're also pulling from, you know, so find it a little bit later, but just, you know, whatever. Just the discovery is there's some, like, country licks mm. in there. There's there's some, you know, we're saying they're covering Zeppelin, and they do a hell of a job. It's like, yeah, they're steeped in it. No, yeah, of course. Everybody in the 90s. Zeppelin was fucking big in the 90s. Or in the 80s. But Zeppelin never stopped being big is the thing. Like, every generation grows up and has their Zeppelin phase. Yeah, for sure. Um, it just happens. See a little bit of Southern rock, you know, sprinkled in. Little uh, Dwayne Allman in that slide. Yeah. You know? No doubt. The uh, kind of, uh, the way that comes into you kind of reminds me of that Guns N' Roses song, Coma. I think, I don't know if Slash is playing slide. I feel like maybe he is, but I can't remember. I kind of had a real similar vibe. Like that kind of slinky guitar, yeah, flickery over the top. So with that slide guitar, do you think you could hear a difference between someone who uses it, um, because it's going to fit that, um, almost as a as a trope, and someone who really appreciates playing slide guitar? Oh, you can tell when it's like harmonica. You can tell when somebody's like doing yeah, the, yeah, doing yeah. The I dabble in the harmonica thing. It's the same thing with slide guitar. There's there's. Okay. People that dabble, and then there's like Bonnie Raitt and Dwayne Allman, and the guys who just, right, guys and gals who just wrote the book. Now, I know you wanted to mention Blues Traveler, and we'll definitely with the harmonica. Yeah. Oh God, John Poppers, maybe the best guy to ever fucking blow a harp. Yeah, they have a second album. Another band I had to be converted on. I had to accidentally see them live before I got it. Uh, it must of, be great live. Yeah, I went to see Lenny Kravitz at the Horde Festival '96. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We were. It was the circus tour, and fucking a man. We were, and it was at the Gorge. We were so excited. His opening bands on the Horde Festival were Rusted Root. Okay. The Dave Matthews Band. Nice. I also discovered that the Dave Matthews Band was great that day. They're that great, very day. They're, they're they're a great band. I thought they were. Yeah. That, the videos on MTV didn't do them justice. Like once you see them in action, They've, forget about I it. I think they fall in the fish category where if it's not your style, that's okay, but you can't yeah. deny everybody's awesome in that band. So I'm sitting there going, God, those guys were great. And then blues traveler comes on and they got the song and it was good. And yeah. it, but then they, they were the wizard of Oz character. Yes. Crazy. And they video. just were some straight up killers live, man. Yeah. So, I, yeah, what a great night that was. And then Lenny came out and and prophesied from the mountaintop, you know? <laughs> Did he play? Was that just all the all the way through an awesome show? Yeah. Well, yeah. Rusty Root, not so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, where's Joey when we need him? <laughs> he didn't have a lot to say about that. There's another uh, the, uh, Pennsylvania uh, group. We got to get Joey in again. It's so oh, for sure. Oh, man. He's, he's real high on the list for the next, for the new studio. Yeah. Uh, real high on a lot of lists, especially charts what? of such uh, rock and roll chartery. Uh, Interstate Love Song is another huge radio hit off of this record. And it's uh, fourth on the album. 
caught that up. Yeah, I gotta hear them clacks. Yeah, right? Was that rim shot? That's the stick folded over. Yeah. What he did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, there's guys, you know, some guys stomp on pedals to get their get their their juice up. Yeah. Other guys just fuck with that volume knob. Yeah. I'm always been a volume knob guy. <laughs> we just heard that in action. <laughs> like that fade up, like somebody just <laughs> it's just him rolling that pinky yes. across that thing yes. and getting ready to. Because you know the you're more talking, you're talking about the guitar approach. Yes, if one. you got a good tube amp. Then as you roll that up, then your gain comes up and your distortion comes up with it, and it's it's like a distortion pedal, but it's just on your knob. Yeah, you you just <laughs> drive it. For your yeah, knob. yeah, you start driving that instrument. Uh, and uh, I always had always wanted to be a Les Paul guy. Mm-hmm. I think they sound great. They don't feel good in my hands, and yeah, I was yeah. never able to properly explain myself playing one. Oh man, there's a whole uh, that's a whole category, a whole. A whole rabbit hole of just geometry of the musician to uh, to playing their instrument. Yeah. I think you got to be lanky, like Jimmy Page or Dean DeLeo. Yeah, Brubaker. Yeah, Brubaker. Could play yeah, yes, ball. he could. Had Bru- some. Also, Brubaker could um, he could make two notes sound like a crazy awesome riff. Yes, he could. Bad he was too I mean, good still looking. Can. Too bad he was too good looking <laughs> to be our guitar player, and we had to let him go. <laughs> rules is rules. Dean just, or not Dean, Robert just doing some, you know, he, he's playing with his brother. They're kind of playing that riff and he's throwing in that kind of melodic shit. His little fills are just little yeah. riffs to themselves. Like he's so melodic. That's like what I think I like about him. I agree. Hey, he can do the Michael Anthony hammer on. He can he can yeah. drive a boo 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 kind mm-hmm. of. Oh yeah, just... but he's doing those bends on behind that and it even mm-hmm. makes that sick. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's that simpatico. There's brothers playing. Yeah, it's a Van Halen. Um, you know, combination kinks, oasis. There's something to it. <laughs> There's some intrinsic when to play, when not, when to yeah, stress yeah. it, and when to lay back. For sure. There's a whole. You, there, there's a level of telepathy you develop anyway as a band yeah. that plays together long enough. Yeah. But that's just a leg up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, not a lot of Siamese twin bands. <laughs> uh, hmm. Harmonize like a motherfucker. <laughs> I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> You just Why said, are you that's on? my YouTube rabbit hole for the evening after this. <laughs> I just yes. said that in motion. Yes. By will alone. I set my mind in motion <laughs> on the YouTube algorithm this evening to discover the greatest Siamese <laughs> twin band. Can I think I they're called you, Conjoined now. Conjo- conjoined Twins. But unrelated, can I tell you that... <laughs> I um, didn't say Chinaman t- 10 minutes ago either. So no, you did not. I cannot cast any stones. Listen, we're going to change the cho- topic. <laughs> you could change the chopstick? What'd yeah, we're going to change the chopstick. B.O.B. played the Mellotron on Army ah! Ants. On what? On, uh, on uh, Army Ants. On okay, it's album. coming up. Coming up. So B.O.B., he, he he plays instruments too. He's yeah. He's got, you know, oh, what, yeah. he, what I like to say is he's got... Well, brother, you looking at us with all that fucking familiarity. He knows with his them. way around in a few yeah. instruments. Yeah. He knows a few things about a few things. You can't deny Interstate Love Song. It starts with what feels like a chorus, but that's mm-hmm. its verse. 
Yeah, that's a, always a that's always a good sign when <laughs> right away you feel like you're already in the chorus, but oh no, yeah, you're just yeah. still versing it up over yeah. here. <laughs> that's just good songwriting, and that's be a really great player and not know how to write a song, and it's tragic. And so you said you said they had to ask the guitarist Dean to stop managing what a Footlocker did he have did he have a, did he have a chain he was, of restaurants? It just said he was he, a successful businessman. Maybe he was selling drugs. I don't know. I mean, so un, unfortunately, my scale is successful businessman outside of rock and roll. Sammy Hagar is the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. He's got well, several things. Yeah, got, HVAC and, and, yeah. and whatnot. Yes, outside of rock and roll. Yes, I was going to say, I was gonna say Gene Simmons, thereof. but he's inside inside and outside of rock and roll. Well, it's, I watched a little gross. bit of that show, and he tried to get into selling bull semen for a little bit. Gene? And I don't, yeah, Gene. And I don't know if it was just for the show or if it <laughs> it's was- It's all for the show. It's all Every the moment show. of his life is for the show. The game is to be sold, not to be told. Okay? He understands the, the street logic, okay? let it never be said gene does not know how shit goes down on the streets okay (laughs) fucking master um let's i'm gonna call see obviously this was not a vinyl lp i mean it was it did get released on purple vinyl actually go figure um but i'm gonna yeah, now I'm gonna give it since because I know there's a hidden track. I'm gonna call this a 12 track album. Okay, okay. I mean, it says so right the song at the end. 12 something. Melodies. I was hoping you know that our digital interface was gonna have the secret track at the end. It does because this, like a lot of bands around this time, they put a secret track. Yes, they were a little cheeky about it. The cheeky boys right here, it's little uh, San Diego almost Mark. Mexican cheeky boys. Yeah. Los Chiquis boys. <laughs> you heard it here first. Stone Temple Pilots. How'd they come up with the Los name? Los Chicos Chiquis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that's got a good ring in Spanish. Los, Los Chicos, Chicos Chiquis. Yeah, I think we are on to something. We need to make this happen in San Diego. Our San Diego listeners, please let's make this happen. Reach out. Still remains uh, is this one. You like you like the song? <laughs> Putting down a pretty solid bottom B right there. It feels like Levy's about to break. It feels like it's been playing for two minutes. Yeah. Right, we joined this song in progress. Almost a country delivery going on there. They do. They, they dabble in country delivery. Some. Sh- Sea shanties kind of stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, um, this one that was that this, was this four? Is this six? This five? This is track number five. Oh, okay, great chorus. Okay, listen, and we all know this because he said as much, but Chester Bennington grew up worshiping this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That chorus alone, like, I imagine when he was singer, 
and I never got to see them with him. I bet you he killed the fuck out of Still Remains. <laughs> I bet you Chester's saying this shit out of Still Remains. Yeah, 100% right on that. Because, uh, yeah, this is that kind of performance. He's in the skill saw uh, zone up there. Yeah. And then this, though, it's kind of a little psychedelic. It's, uh, it's almost like an overdriven voice, but it doesn't sound exasperated. You know, <laughs> right. It sounds like you could do it all day. Yeah, you could do it all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, let's, let's enjoy it one more time. When he goes up, there's that slide again, too. Full Chester in. I become my friends. Yeah, dude. It all makes sense. Yeah. The baseline on the song is pretty ridiculous throughout as well. Funny enough, I think you know Chester was paying attention too. Oh yeah, they don't guarantee. He said it was like a dream come true to, to sing for. I mean, because he's our age. Chester was our age, you know. Yeah. He grew up listening to these guys like high school, college, just like we did. Let's listen. Is there going to be a YouTube? They got any um, recorded stuff of Chester singing for these guys? I should find it on YouTube. After this, we'll yes. go sit down there and see if we can find it. I can't imagine it was bad. But that bass line is walking all over the place. We haven't even, even addressed that lyric yet. That's a great lyric. If yeah. you should die before me, ask if you could bring a friend. He already said he's going to drink her bath water. I mean, he's he's what my kids would call, he's simping all over her. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, it's a good one. Yeah. That's a good, uh, it's a good little, uh, shit. It's a good little uh, album cut, you know? And you, you're right about the lyrics, too. They're... You can you can casually take them in, but if you sit there and listen to it, like what the, you know, what the fuck did he just say? And, and that's what the that's what the carpenters were doing as well. That's one of the that's one of the main. Um, what did you just say? <laughs> it's one of the main comparisons. Like, so I was listening to this. This song hit me today. Listening to the carpenters is hurting each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I probably sounded like I put a D in there, but it's hurting, hurting. each other. It's like not, hurting not cats. Gathering it's like other. hurting cats. I didn't get that for the longest. I'm like, we leave this fucking cats alone. Hey, don't fuck with those cats. Don't bury them at low tide. Um, so, uh, you know, we go on hurting each other. Just keeps coming back through that that theme. And I was like, man, this is poetry wise, lyric writing wise. That's where I'm seeing this guy coming from. That's where I think Scott's really drawing from. Yeah. Kind of this album. He really gets there. Like, yeah. eventually, this album, you start to see it. He had flashes of it on the first. He you, it, he didn't have, like, embarrassing lyrics ever. He wasn't that bad. No, and he even... He got better. He even kind of role-plays lyrics, you know, yeah. where, like, sex-type thing is yes. him role-playing somebody who is like that to kind of show that there's mm-hmm. these fucking people out there. Um, and a lot of role on that album. Where'd Mary go? <laughs> Has anybody seen my only cigarette? <laughs> yeah. Water cleanses, you know. <laughs> it sounds like you're doing a Morrison almost. <laughs> He's doing one. Yeah. Um I know I'm looking at notes, but don't don't got, don't wait for notes. 
Uh, let's get into another. I don't know. I think this was a single. If it wasn't a single, sometimes we, if you had cool DJs in your city, like we did in Seattle in the early to mid nineties, um, maybe it wasn't a single, but a DJ with a good ear would just put a song on and, and it would get traction. Yeah. Um, this one, I, I have distinct memories of like <laughs> sitting on the viaduct. I think the first time I heard it on the radio, hadn't got the album yet. Wow. All right. Uh, but pretty penny. And I'm thinking like, wow, this is pretty different for Stone Toll Pilots, but, uh, yeah, great song. Uh, so I'll play it. That is still remains. in that Led Zeppelin 3 mold though like pretty well it is have you seen your mother girl has she gone away gone away and found the pearl but the price she paid Sounds like when percussion. You find that there's no one sleeping gone. Pretty Penny was her name. She was loved and we all will miss her. How far so they left uh the record label basically left these guys alone. They, they got <laughs> they in tend to do that after a killer opener. Yeah. First album uh nailed it. Second album, we're watching their growth. And what enabled that growth for this band is they, they're in the hands of B.O.B. <laughs> and uh, they got a, a grip of cash and... 94, people are just still selling records. The last you bands, read about. <laughs> they were the Indiana Jones's hat for record deals. Yes. They, they just were right before the door closed. Snatched they, were, it. they got backing, uh, you know, press, um, and got to do things like record this song at one of B.O.B.'s friend's house in the living room. Mm. sitting around in a circle, did it live, and then added a few extra tracks sure, on sure. there, you know, just sweetened it. Yeah. Um, and they they got to do that. A record, you know, label or whatnot with, with tight oversights, going to wonder where... Yeah, why you want to do one song at, at Paisley Park, one song at the record plant. Slow down, fellas. Yeah, yeah. No, they're printing fucking money. Fucking yeah. let it go. This got done in a month. Just shows that they actually have a work ethic, you know, and it wasn't wrecked by success. Like they could still do it and get on with it, well, yeah, do their you, jobs. You, as I'm thinking back, you don't really hear bad shit about the members of this band. No, I think they all worked really hard. Yeah, and still to the, uh, they're still together. They've yeah. got a singer I'm playing with Jeff. Yeah, Gut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I would. Why change would you my stop? Name, even if that was my natural name, and you're like, that's an awesome name. Maybe he was in a punk band growing Maybe up. Too that's, much. That's a great punk name. He was in a punk band. Yeah. You, you know, you're Jared, stuck with it. Point. Once you got a punk name, sorry. Yeah. That's it. Not punk if you change it. Yeah. Good luck getting a bank loan. <laughs> Gut. Gut. Twelve <laughs> uh, String had a little run in the '90s too. I think it was that Zeppelin love that uh, everybody had. I mean, yeah. He's saying Led Zeppelin three, but Led Zeppelin three was pretty uh, yeah. well referenced in the nineties. Yeah. And it's not it's not bad. Twelve no. string, you're oh, you're almost always happy to see the twelve string show up yeah. at a party. David Bowie used to play the fuck out of it. 
Now, these guys don't go as crazy as going with saxophone on there or, you know, like they hit they hit the varied percussion. They earn the percussion. Yeah. Fucking, obviously, Eric's just earning percussion all over this thing. Um, but they're not starting to get into wild instrumentation, crazy loops. Not at this point, no. You know, they just do, they, it's like cosmetic surgery. They do enough studio magic that you barely notice there's any studio magic. Like the ILM boys. They do that? It's just pure sitting in a pool magic? Yeah, man. You know this. They record that in the pool? Yeah. I'm calling halftime on this record right now. I love it. And uh, why don't you tell me? I gotta say, that's a perfect halftime. The world we're living in, in June 1994. But what's going on? That song probably. <laughs> um, if you were gonna drive, go see a movie listening to this album, you. you... <laughs> it was Bruce Lee Dragon. No, sorry, that was Core. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty hot on the haunches. A Core though. You yeah, know, yeah. A couple They're years apart back. by calendar, but you know. But mm-hmm. um, we've got. Uh, if I say Brad Pitt in all of the best ways, you can see Brad Pitt. 1994 7 or not 7 you know what, I, most commercially attractive ways trying to break a someone Louise <laughs> Jesus Christ okay <laughs> shirt off if, and everything if I say Anthony Hopkins as a dad uh, okay yeah it's uh, the Legends of the Fall boom yeah okay you got it I get that confused with River Runs Through It I know I know you do it's them that fly was... fishing movies I just think they're just movies about fly fishing and I didn't set it up and well. I'm bitter because my dad would never take me out fly fishing or yeah, he took my sister out. You went bow hunting though. I know, but he oh, just he did take just, your sister out. Yeah, there? because I'm a I'm a goocher on a fishing trip, and it's not you know it's kind of my bad. I, yeah. But I got issues. With it's fish, also, yeah, and they feel it. And you know, yeah, exactly. Sometimes that's it's sometimes that shit's real. So I understand. As a father now, I understand better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you saying that if uh, if you were in the movie Surviving the Game, you might not be able to catch fish to oh, stay alive? Shit, was that the one where he's hunting iced tea? Yeah. Who was hunting him? Brian Dennehy? I think Busey. No, Gary Busey. Okay, yeah, I knew it was a heavy white guy yeah. chasing iced tea down in the woods. Stallone. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that movie. Um, actually, yeah, I remember I, we rented it, and I watched it with my my girlfriend in high school. Um, and uh, all right. Yeah, it was all right. I was a big iced tea fan, so I was like, yes. If I She was not quite as excited as I was. <laughs> but, you know. Joanne, if you're out there, I'm sorry you had to sit through yeah, that, but you know. Yeah. If I say uh, uh, Brad Pitt as a slave owner in Louisiana, what do you think about? Uh, interview the Vampire. Boom. That um, was around this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Brad's I saw that in the part. same theater that we saw it. You know, it's all nasty and broken down. It was when that theater <laughs> was new. Me to? <laughs> it was when that theater was new and I saw it there. <laughs> no shit. And I had to check my back seat, man. <laughs> I did. Um, okay. Uh, the Crow comes out. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're gonna hear a song from that soundtrack coming up. Yeah, it's the little cross. Oh yeah, yeah. Bob and and uh, you know Epic Records or whatever they're on. Um, they're they're pushing this Stone Temple Pilots, a full push band. Yeah, full court press. We've got Pulp Fiction coming out. Um, we got Natty Born Killers. We got uh, Speed. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give you one line for this movie, right. and I I don't want to insult you with how easy it is. No, I won't get it. Didn't we blow those quees off stage? At <laughs> <laughs> the best line from that movie. That's Airheads. Yes. Uh, yes. Genius movie. Yeah. That was, honestly, 
That's it's up there in that Ring of Honor with like Spinal Tap as far as like yes. rock and roll movies about being in a band. I think Airheads it's, is the fucking Eric of this of, of these movies. Like oh, yeah. they just they're quietly just just killing it. You break. Yeah. You blow these queens off the stage of shake bang. <laughs> Look <at> their uh, pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Buscemi. I ain't like, farting what? on no snare drum. <laughs> so Ace Ventura comes out and then on your uh, way yes. home from the movies. Just like Lily Hammer, Nancy Kerrigan gets her knee oh, bashed. Why? Yep. We that all was remember that? In the G in the Zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, That's why we all had to learn how to pronounce Galuli. <laughs> Netscape Navigator <laughs> is just released and it's going to open up a world of browsing. I'm still like three or four solid years away from having the internet at this point. <laughs> I don't think the internet really happened to me for me until about nine 11. This is full dial up. This is, Oh yeah. yeah. Nine 11. You got it. Oh, you- right. Right around, right around Y2K where everyone was freaking out. I was like, I should probably get on the internet. I still have my See navigator. What the big deal is. That's the only way you can't get tracked. They're, they're totally, um, you know, anti, anti, uh, home, home protection act. What's that called? I've, no, Navigator doesn't exist anymore. That was old shit. Um, South Africa gets to hold their first multiracial election. Damn. One year later, Nelly gets voted pres. <laughs> Nelly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we've mentioned the space shuttle Columbia before. Oh, yeah. Columbia is up in space for 14 days. And one of the things they do, grow crystals. Really? It works. You can grow crystals in space. They centered their chakras. Yep. Obviously, they were communing with the aliens, and we, well, I think we all understand that. What do you think the skulls are made out of? Come on. Talking about Indiana Jones. Indiana. When, when did that? that yeah, the crystal the skulls. Yeah, I saw that one at the drive-in. Like yeah. a man. We went together. Did we? Yeah. yeah. We went together. That was I, fun. We know each other a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you since before Indy knew they were skulls. <laughs> I don't think that drive-in theater is there anymore. It was the Valley 6 forever, and then it got busted down to the Valley 5. <laughs> um, Bad behavior. <laughs> yeah, and then I I don't think... God, which is just sad because it would have been perfect for the pandemic. Oh, it would you know what I mean? Perfect. God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's, to the, here's to the Valley 5. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. I was going there a lot in 1994. Like all those movies you listed, I yeah. probably that's where I saw them first. I imagine seeing that drive-in, drive-in, the drive-in every weekend. I think we saw so Blank Man there. That I am. <laughs> I think Blank Man, Blank Man, <laughs> Damon Wayans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely saw Blank Man there. Uh, yeah, good times. First genetically engineered tomato is sold. Oh man! So we cracked that lid. Um, let's see. 48 members of the solar tradition cult kill themselves. Oh. And it's because they uh, didn't like the hypocrisy and the oppression of, you know, just things in general. Is this, what was the name of that cult again? Uh, the solar tradition Where cult. Where was that? Got to be in California, I imagine. You think? Oh, I thought, that, that for some reason that's ringing a bell, like being uh, like in Japan. Maybe. Like, I don't know. I can't remember. Like, honestly, my cult knowledge, like, there's the, who's the guys that thought they were getting on a hail bop? Yeah, exactly. That's a little later than this. Like, a, a, year or two, a year or two down the road. Yeah, yeah. These guys are the precursors. These, I think so. So, which, 
it, it just makes it. Uh, it could be Japan. Just stay out of the cults, kid. Um, when <laughs> stay out of the cult, kid. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, just as always, just stay out of the cult. O.J. Simpson takes a ride in a truck. Uh, uh, serial killers Fred West and his wife Rosemary. They killed twelve people. Oh man, never heard of the West killings. Probably saw Natural Born Killers. You know, movies make you do things. It made you do stuff. And in that cult, there's you know there's some there's there's just something in the air maybe I don't know but um but there's also hope because now you can take the channel ah under the water was that one oh, yeah okay so it was I I rode that fucker in '97 so you it was still fresh yeah it was still had that new channel smell I <laughs> <laughs> do we drove it with the windows down yeah no I totally <laughs> did I we did we were in a scudo van and I read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading Marilyn Manson's biography at the time. <laughs> hey, this guy's a good shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's smart. Uh, oh, damn. I, uh, you know what? It's, yeah. He's a real twat, but let me tell you something. Antichrist Superstar is the shit. It is a good album. <laughs> Still uh, our most popular episode to this day. Uh, deservedly so. Uh, it is it is the most downloaded one we have. Yeah. So it's not just us. Yeah. Only that it it does it. it it we we nailed it. It's a good album, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, the later I mean, stuff is. You had uh, you had Trent Reznor involved. I love uh, watching their relationship come together, <laughs> devolve, <laughs> kind of oh. come back around, and then quickly um, go. No, actually, no, Trent right. tried They're to tell assholes. us. Trent tried to. That's a tongue twister. Trent tried to tell us long ago about yeah. uh, Brian Warner. Yeah, we all were like, whatever. Like, he, honestly, listen, he knew. I saw Bowling for Columbine, and he was the one of the only rational people. So articulate. Is that uh, world events? That's basically what's going on. I don't want to get into the prices. I, yeah. I think in, in the time of right Gas now, was nice and cheap. It that's was all cheaper. we know. It I was to cheaper. fill up my little Datsun B310 for like 20 bucks at the AM, PM. And then I yeah. go get a hamburger for 59 cents. <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah. grandchildren... <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially if you took the hamburger out of the bag and swapped it with a cheeseburger and put it then you would save an extra 20 cents you think we it, really showed those am pm guys in global warming instead of saying and i walked there both ways in snow you'd be like and it was nice out yeah it wasn't boiling. it was hot all the time i sweated every day <laughs> i had a good walk i was healthy Walking to school. This is, uh, let me see. God, should I do, uh, you know what? Albums or singles? You call it. I got them both. Singles. Singles it is. This is the to Billboard celebrate the Top 10 singles of, oh, oh. wow, look at that. Look what, they, look what I got here. I got, <laughs> look at this. that's, uh, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? And, and what about, yeah, Keenan. I was just Keenan. listening to him today on Smartless. He's trying to tell me about Auto Trader. Okay, thank you, Keenan. But uh, let's move on to the charts. Yeah. I mean, if you want to buy or sell, oh, check out Auto Okay, Trader. great, great call, Chris. Here we go. This will be fun. Number 10. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Number 10. Lisa Loeb and the Nine Stories. Stay. I Miss You. From Reality Bites. Long Distance Dedication. Dude, that was a monster. Yeah. We all fell in love with that little bookworm. And, uh, you know, her and Ani DeFranco were real good friends. And then in Ani's uh, terms, I think Lisa took the high road for for the money. She took the money and Ani stayed true. Yeah. That's, that's the, you know, that's well, the poop on the road. One of them had a better haircut, too. What are you going to do? 
sure which one. Sounds like sour grapes. But uh, at number nine, oh, God. Oh, geez. Big Mountain. Remember them? This is also from the Reality Bites sound. Reality Bites yes. soundtrack was big time, Ooh, baby. baby yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Doing Frampton. Mountain uh, does Frampton. White, right? White reggae Frampton. Uh, they got like one brother, maybe Frampton two. Frampton comes the band. a lot. Yeah, French. <laughs> that was playing at the Lusty Lady forever. <laughs> Frampton comes a lot. I miss the marquee at the uh, Lusty Lady. Yes, I miss it. Really, it was it was cheeky. That yeah. was like. That was cheeky well central played, right there. Folks, well yeah. played. I miss that room where we could all go as men and jerk off while looking through a window. I never went into the lusty lady. <laughs> I can say that truthfully. Uh, but they, boy, they kept up on that marquee. They did. Uh, number eight, the ace of bass. Actually, there's no the in that. It's just ace of bass. Like Batman. You no, know, I no, keep, Batman has the. Well, I keep wanting to like Lemmy it. You know, the ace of bass. Yeah. That's how it should be said. Oh, I saw the sign. <laughs> Which which song is the it? Sign. it? The Sign. Good call. Yeah, number sure. eight. I mean, maybe like their biggest one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Tony Braxton at number seven. We remember Tony Jager Braxton? Oh, Ace Jager Bates. loves Ace of Bates. Yeah, if you ever toured it. with that guy, it's unbearable. That or Huey if he's Lewis. driving, I will, I'll take Huey Lewis any day. But if Jager's driving, you're going to hear some Ace of Bates, and it's, yeah. it's pretty unbearable after like mile three. <laughs> uh, but Tony Braxton's at number seven, and who doesn't love Tony Braxton? Little pint size, Little pint-sized diva T-Brax. This is a, she's a pocket diva. She's a Ibraxis little tiny woman. Rex. And where does, she, where does she keep all that soul is what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of soul for a tiny lady. You Mean the World to Me is the song that she's uh, number seven with. And she was number seven the week before that. So she's holding strong. Yeah, she's holding true. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in a bad way, but a number six, Aaliyah. Just because, you know, oh, that's shit. A, that, yeah. yeah. Ah, shit. That's oh. what you say when you hear about Aaliyah because it's so sad. Yeah. And she was amazing in the sequel to Interview with the ah, Vampire. Queen the, of the Queen Damned. Of the Damned. She was good. Dude, I, that is. She was, yeah, she was yeah. going to be something, man. Like, yeah, she yeah. was going to be big time yep. and had a rough day. If you know about all that, it was, shit was kind of rough for her. Yep. But God, she was talented. Number five. Even more talent. Man. From the movie, with honors. I don't know. Brendan this. Fraser. I don't know this movie. Was and, that the Brendan Fraser? And with uh, um, in, is that the one about the anti-Semitism at the private schools? No, 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 <laughs> no. But that's also that's Brendan that's Fraser too, yeah, right? But earlier, with honors came school a little ties. Bit later. That was school, school ties. ties. Okay, and I don't Matt know. With, I don't know with honors. Dude, that's an all-star cast in that okay. one. Um, it's like the the uh, uh, not stripes. What was the one that what was the uh. It, uh Yep. Uh, taps. taps. Was it the taps of oh, his it day? Was, it was absolutely. It was <laughs> Nothing but killer, future killers. Yeah, but with more racism. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, Always. And uh, yeah, With Honors, it's a good movie. Solid movie. William Zabka is in that movie, hmm. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. I messed that up. Um, but oh, Johnny? Fucking whatever. Good movie. Check yeah. it out. Uh, but the song. Do you remember any songs from that movie? I remember the song. I don't remember the movie. Madonna. Express yourself. I'll remember. I'll remember you yeah. expressing yourself. I remember the song. I don't remember the movie, uh, but that's where Madonna was at. This is, I bet, League of, League of Their Own somewhere around. Oh there. yeah, and like Justify My Love, which again written by the aforementioned Lenny Kravitz. Oh shit, we got a return at number four. Ace of Base is back on the charts. They got two singles in the top ten. That's how large these Swedish sons of bitches 
are. I can't think of the second one. Don't turn around. You know, don't turn around. And see they were like ABBA, dude, for yeah, the 90s. Yeah, what, I mean, they're even Swedish. And that was a slow-mo chair <laughs> snap right there. I think I handled that fantastically. I'll drink to the, that. That was the best chair snap. <sighs> best handling. Ooh, number three. Ah, oh, there's a lot of movie soundtrack songs here. Number three, From Above the Rim, which I did not see this oh movie. Gosh, I saw that on the list. I didn't write it down. Did not see this movie. But I know this song, Warren G and Nate Dogg, Regulate. I mean, this is how we met is this Nate Dogg and Warren G. This is yeah. this is how we all came to know this, one another. It's not, it can't be the only movie that this song shows up in. Probably not now. I'm sure it's got to be in some, but yeah. yeah. For Nate Dogg, the patron saint of the next episode. Oh, and we got to throw a Jackson in the mix because why not? Number two is Janet and her I, song, I, I, Anytime, <laughs> Anyplace. Slash and on and on. I don't know this. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a big Janet fan. So I don't even know if I remember. That. I probably know it if I heard it. I can't. I mean, it was number two for Christ's sake. Somebody got to know it. Did we? We didn't cover any Janet yet. Not yet. I feel like one day I, I thought about that. It's got my wife real cross at me the other day when I mentioned that I just don't really care for Janet Jackson. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I doubled down and said, "Yeah, she's kind of like the Beyonce of <laughs> the '90s." <laughs> Everyone seems to love her. I don't get it. I mean, I get that she's talented, just like Beyonce. Beyonce can sing her face off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none of it. Okay. She, she actually she's got one or two. I mean, she got one or two. Would you say? Yeah, she does. At, well, she's undeniable. Undisputed. She got. Every one once or in two. a while, she's undeniable. But like as a body of work. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I don't think I don't think we would have a, a Paul to Damascus moment um, <laughs> listening to her second album, Janet. Yeah, Janet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she got one or two, and that's 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 yeah. obviously being you know. on the conservative side. This I like Black probably, Cat. You know, I like Nasty Boys. I like I liked <laughs> I liked it when she was dating Arsenio. Was she? I thought that was uh, Paul Abdul. That's why they broke up. Yeah, for Janet. <laughs> you know Goldie Hawn just passed. Away. Shut the fuck up. That's not funny because, um, because what's her name Whoopi. really did? Just, no, Whoopi just really did. No, she did not. For Whoopi. Shut up. Politics. What's her name from Greece? Oh, Olivia. Olivia Newton-John really yeah, did yeah. just pass, and that, um, yeah, that's yeah, no good. That. That's no good. I don't need that. Oh. That's not needed at this point in time. Number one, we need to wrap this up. Number one, all for one, all the number four, the word one, <laughs> all dash the numeral four dash o n e one, all for one. God, that's really complicated, fellas. The O'Neaters. But this song was massive, and it was at number one the week before this, and it's been on the chart for 10 weeks already. I Swear is the name of the song. I swear. Yeah, you know it. I know that I totally danced with half a boner at my prom to that song. Really? Guaranteed. Because you, you were just getting... Oh, yeah. yeah. June. Uh, senior, June I'm scratching. Once again, sorry, Joanne. I made you watch. I, I made I'm you watch Ice T get hunted down, yeah. <laughs> and then you had to feel my half a softy during I, All for One. I gotta or, tell you though, Tarantino's a hell of a director, and if you took her to Pulp Fiction, no, all is forgiven. She didn't like to smoke weed, so me and the boys would. I swear, okay. I saw Pulp Fiction in the theater like four times because we would. I had a Scooby Doo van, yeah, and we would park. It's called the Commons now, but it was just the SeaTac Mall back then. Okay, all right. <laughs> and we would sit in the Scooby Doo van. 
smoke a metric foot ton of marijuana and go see Pulp Fiction. And like like four, three, maybe three weekends in a row. And then we took a couple weeks break and went back for more. Wow. Because we loved wow. it. Wow. We loved it so much. God damn. I, okay. Just to reiterate <laughs> for someone who made 1994 ruled. Did you know? Yeah, it ruled. And if I had, if we had a time machine, we're going to 94. We're hanging out. It's a good time. Let's do it. We're going to, we're going to, it's in the SeaTag Mall. We're spending three weeks in 94 <laughs> by Jared and Chris. And we'll go to the we'll go to the uh, Midway Swap Meet. We'll buy bootleg Fuck Easy yeah. E tapes. Yep. yep. Some uh, fake Gucci. Or uh, even uh, or Louis Vuitton. That was the uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot song, Swap Meet Louis. It's all about fake Louis Vuitton. <laughs> From, I know he's talking about the Midway fucking flea market. Too. You know another Seattle person comes up on this album? Kenny G. No, 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 <laughs> Richard Peterson. Ah, uh, yes, for the uh, aforementioned secretness. Don't say nothing. Let's get back into this record. Sparky, there you go. Let's pretend we're about to go see Pulp Fiction in 1994 at the SeaTag Mall. I swear. <laughs> Silver Gun Superman. Ooh. I was trying to figure out, is that a wah or a talk box? Probably a wah. Yeah. But I like that they got that hard right hand. I like that I had to think about it for a minute. <laughs> kind of like we started out the album here. We're like, Side B is starting off in that same kind of grungy territory. In so much. I could hear when the babe was so sweetly. They're great at doing that. They really like those minor sevenths. Aww. Yeah, like the the not just your run of the mill minors. But they're gonna have yeah. like some minor sevenths. Yeah, they're just like it's just a little more mysterious sound. I always thought a minor seventh yeah. was way more mysterious. Yeah, the uh, the chorus in uh, <laughs> as an old maker song. I'm very I'm a fan of a minor seventh for implied emotion. Yes, it's just good for that. It also has a little bit of resolve and hope. Like you want to you want to correct that. Yeah, minor you don't know seventh. which way it's going. Yes. Yes. Your mind fills it. It's a Rorschach test of a chord, is what it is. A minor Perfect. seventh. Uh, Perfect. And my favorite being in like the, the A shape. You could do it in a bar, but that A, a minor seventh shape is it's just ah, beauty. Been a big fan for a long time. <laughs> long time listener. Wait, what do you think? First, <laughs> first time baller. Yeah. Where do you think they picked it up from? Any any of their uh, influences, you think? Any other bands that we can think uh, of? Zeppelin, Zeppelin liked the minor seventh. We talked about uh, Gallows Pole. That yeah. features heavily yeah, yeah. the minor seventh. A, in the A shape, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Busted. Okay. Okay, you got me. Get off my me. back. <laughs> That's a nasty little tone right there, though. Well, they've got that guitar fuzzed out as much as you can. Yeah, he's making that Les Paul work. Doing that B.O.B.'s. Mid-tone this, mastering, you know, it's like... Yeah, this is about the last time I tried to have a relationship with Les Paul. In 1995, like the year after this, I ordered one. It was a gem series. Les Paul was beautiful. It was emerald green, like this translucent. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking gorgeous. And of the emerald green. Shows up black under stage lights. Yes. They're red. Yes. You know? Um, however, those necks feel like two-by-fours to me. 
Really? Too big. I mean, you're, you're, I I have you're, a fender, you're, you're a Fender fan. I have short fingers. I have short, fat little sausage fingers. Yeah. And, uh, he does. I can't he does, really, folks. I can see him right can't now. can't really work my way around it. That's why all my Les Pauls are Ibanez's. Because they have skinny necks. Yes, yes, yes. Because I just think they're gorgeous. Like, I think they're aesthetically beautiful. I just, yeah. I think they're beautiful. I think they're something else. <laughs> I, love the look and I love the sound I just can't so I play uh, you know what do you call them uh, lawsuit ones from the 70s because they they're cooler yeah, yeah, yeah and they're real lawsuits by the way don't fucking at me right I did the, the research <laughs> straight borrowed got the open book headstock so suck it <laughs> what is, what's uh, <laughs> what's Dean playing mostly on this album is he mostly Les Paul? Um, you know, I don't know what he's Other playing on the album. I'm just, every time I see him playing live on TV or video from this point, he's playing. He's playing Les Pauls like a sunburst. Like I don't know if that's a custom or I don't. I'm not really well versed on the flavors of Les Paul. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Robert's sure. playing like a. It's not a Fender jazz, but it's like a jazz body. But it's like some custom. Yes. It's like a custom jazz bass. There's shenanigans in Robert's bass. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it looks like a jazz, but the headstock is not Fender, so I don't know what it is. Could be, I'm sure something real boutique. And he keeps it pretty clean throughout most of this album. He's not putting a, a lot of uh, you know overdrive that, or distortion. That tight on finger it. style. Yes. Letting the fingers do the walking, which again, my man Eric, he's <laughs> just. It's this band has this. He's untangible touch feel that's yeah. going on with their capability of musicianship. Everybody's holding their own. He's really letting rip with some oh, shit. I'm going to bring up Lenny Kravitz and say Craig Ross would do solos like this. Lenny's lead player. Yeah. And another another guy that made me want to be a Les Paul player was Craig Ross because he he just murdered that thing. Yeah. And what's going on here? It's the end of the take. Oh, they're letting it drummer's fall apart. Trying to, drummer's trying to give everybody a message. Hey, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Drummer had a bass drum you slam about 20 seconds ago. Right. He's like, that wasn't the take. And they're like, yeah, it kind of was. Turned and we're leaving it on the album. And Eric's like, why? Because we're fucking big rock stars. And this next song is going to be on a Crow soundtrack, and we're all going to get pools. I've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> That slide again too, but that's like on a dobro or some shit. That's proper, man. Song's a monster. Talk about a chorus drop. It's just insane. It's one of those songs that sounds like heroin. <laughs> it just does. I mean, out of all of the giants, this is this is in the pantheon. And you just pull the tube off right here. There it is. Entering your central nervous system at the core level. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna shit for about two weeks. Just go with it. You're good. You're constipated with this song. Yeah, yeah. I, just listen to this song. I won't shit for three days. I won't bust enough for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Song stops you up, as it should. (laughs) Big empty, by the way, but didn't say. Kind of describes the sound. 
Yes, they, they're doing space between the notes. They're delicate. Yeah, there's a lot of space it. happening. It sounds like a big empty, like the staring into the void. Or playing in a, in a, in a good 1,200-person uh, room with only 30 people or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm going to get a blister from that, by the way. I'm uh, sorry I handed that damage. off like that. That was a ticking time bomb, you say. I thought by my reaction of, <laughs> hmm, might have, I should have read like, the room. Tread lightly. I should have read the, but, the situation. So... Big Empty. Where was this one recorded? Let me take Okay, a is this one the notes. special... Is this record plant? This is one of the first ones recorded, if not the first one recorded for this album. Because it went on the soundtrack before the album came out. Record plant. Yeah, there we go. Got that L.A. feel. Yeah. That's some L.A. heroin we're hearing right there. That's major label heroin right and there. And that's also beginning heroin. This is Yeah, this, this is when it's still in. fun. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is like, no... Nah. I'm a cool rock star in in the record plan. Yeah, this is thinking you got about five to seven more times doing that over the next few months, and you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and we just got, I mean, we got snare and backup vocals in the right. What Eric does, singing the praise of Eric, coming around, Paul on the roads. <laughs> he will play with limited symbols and juice every symbol for all of the character that that yeah. instrument can get. We were breaking down his kit watching those Dave Letterman videos. Yeah. Talking about a floor tom? Yeah. A snare? And sometimes, probably only recording for the most part, a rack tom. Yeah. Not live. No, he's like, on the, like what do they call that? A cocktail kit or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a cocktail like, kit. Like whatever uh, Questlove plays. Like, yeah. He's really popularized like that real minimal kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric was there. There's a lot of uh, that, that uh, you know rhythm section. No double bass drum pedal. No, not even two bass drums. You know what I mean? No, no, no. And you can hear that quick foot clam that I was talking about 20 yeah, yeah, seconds yeah. before the end, where it almost signaled the degradation of yeah, that right. song. He's like, nah, we're done. He's one of the, yeah. He yeah. One bass drum. He's one of those guys like my brother that just refuses. Yeah. I think he got one like a year ago and he's like fucked with it for like two weeks and was like, like nah. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude, but we could really like nah. It's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> your bro- your Some guys are like that with cowbell. Some oh, guys just sure. will not do a cowbell. For sure. Uh, Jager, actually, while he was the drummer in our Rage Against the Machine tribute, refused to buy a cowbell. He wanted woodblock, or yeah, the, the, yeah. which is funny because they were the artificial plastic woodblocks. That's what I'm saying. He's I mean, just like funny. he had a, he had an ethical problem with having a fucking yeah. cowbell. Yeah, yeah. We had to get him uh, in because his episode never aired. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, H- Huey Lewis or yeah, we get him on. Yeah, there you we know. go. Abba. Ace of Base. Have a- Abba. Have Ekadeka. Abba Dabba. That's what they called Abba. In uh... we love you, Australia. I hope you've forgiven us for the. ACTC episode by now. It was all it meant was as a funny. joke. It was pretty obvious. It's all good. That you guys funny. know how to take a joke down there. <laughs> the joke's funny. flushed it down the toilet the opposite direction down there. I mean, you're ultimately so offensive, don't you think? Yeah, come on. You know, get off your roll, high horse. A bunch of convicts anyway. <laughs> don't condescend to us, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> all the way down there. <laughs> all right, we're back at war with Australia. <laughs> Just if you could find my friend Ima and ask her if she's okay. Go it in the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's New Zealand. All right, we're gonna piss off two different countries. Um, big single right there. Had a video and everything with with the crow, which is a whole another tragic thing. Yeah, uh, but kind of a cool movie, I thought. 
I think The Crow's a great movie. That was a great, like, gothic. It was like Sandman before this. Did you watch, have you watched Sandman yet? I haven't watched Sandman. Okay. You got to watch that, though. Shit. It's I pretty good. Everybody with the sound of my voice. Yeah, yeah. Watch The Sandman, for fuck's sake. What, what are we finding it on? Is it Hulu? Netflix. <clears throat> you ain't got Netflix? I got Darcy's password to Netflix. Everybody got Netflix. <laughs> Just like PBS, dude. <laughs> Everybody got a, at least a, a password to Netflix. Everybody got Netflix. I'm about. To, I got a password to Netflix. I'm about to crack it open. <laughs> right. But I've been really just ringing out Prime, HBO yeah, yeah, Max. Yeah. You know, and There's, you, know. you know, you could go forever with just those two. But all I'm saying is, though, if you want to see Sandman, and you should, yeah. do it. Brandon Lee. I, hey, let's do one yeah, for Brandon. Yeah. One for Brandon and Bruce. Yeah, both nearby in Renton right now. You know what? I, I read this Bruce Lee quote a couple of days ago. And it goes like this. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> struck me. You well, killed me. You looking at us with all that fucking familiarity. You killed my teacher. Dash. <laughs> Lee, comma, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best. That's the best Bruce Lee quote I can think of. Unglued. I think this was a single too. This was like one of those late in the album uh, cycle singles. They're just gonna throw out, be like, "Man, we what? What they call a a heat check? Mm-hmm. See how much yeah, yeah. juice you still got left on this record?" <laughs> Dipping there. <laughs> and uh, I remember this is one of the songs. Actually, if you if you're doing that YouTube thing and you want to watch them on Dave Letterman, they do this on Dave Letterman. This is when he does the little James Brown dance yeah. with his little white sh- James Brown shoes he's wearing. The I'm gonna go and say. The, there's a couple tracks on this album that can be on our, our dinner playlist. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Maybe not this. Maybe this one, though. Big Empty, for sure. Like You put that like back-to-back with like the Mazzy Star and Big Empty, you but, won't shit for maybe, a month. Is that... A, is that a, but, but yeah. <laughs> That's too much musical opiate right there. All right. Play this thing. We'll circle back. Okay. I, I'm going to see what... It's unglued when your bowels finally break loose. From listening to the big empty riff much Eric <laughs> God damn it This is uh, this is when most of the guests leave <laughs> in the dinner party Yeah yeah, yeah they're like ah oh, shit's about to get weird and, and it you- is but those that stay, no. Right, right. You know. You you stayers, you know. Yeah. As some of the couples are leaving, they hear this on their way to the car, and they're like, someone in that party goes, we're, we're missing the second half. Yeah. There's another <laughs> solid three hours of this party left, and Jared, it's about to get weird and sexual. Did they just pull the shades down? Yeah. Where's my keys? <laughs> Fuck. What's this note in my pocket saying, uh, come back later? Yes. <laughs> Drop the wife off and come back. Drop the wife and live your life. <laughs> it is a lascivious groove. Like this, this song has hips. This it, song it, fucks, as they say. And, and Scott does too. It's like, like a positive, like it's like sex type shipping. thing did, but in a creepy way where yeah. it was like supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be unsettling and gross. This is more like, all right, this is like consensual fucking right here. Yes, this is this is good consensual rock and roll. And sounds a lot like 
some Nirvana cuts. Sure. Just mixed <laughs> clean like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's that song? Breed, breed, yeah. or what? yeah. Grandma, uh, take my phone. <laughs> Grandma, take my phone. That's that's the uh, 2022 <laughs> reimagining. <laughs> Grandma took my phone. <laughs> Shit. Well, you're welcome, Weird Al. Yeah, that is particularly Nirvana-y. Yeah. In a great way, though. Like, I'm not even really mad at it. I see it. I see it. We Listen, I think Kurt's gone by this point. Maybe not at the time of recording this, but, I mean, we all we all wanted to write a song like Unglued after listening to Nirvana. Like, yeah. if you didn't, I don't think you really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I think they're suffering from uh, that comparison, especially with that song. And because the production is so good it's it's not a rip-off production it's of the production mm-hmm. of that time you know yeah yeah and just the the riff and the and the the chorus is a very pretty chorus oh yeah 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 oh me and me and the kid got to the bottom you just went hey and and we got to the bottom of like you know that little awful trend in the in the like late aughts and early 2010s with the everybody said hey in every song yeah i think we yeah. traced it back me and me and margo <laughs> we found like the first instance and and i think it was it was uh it was uh arcade fire's first album yeah no cars go is the name of the song mm. and they do it and it's cool and every time after that it has never been cool okay <laughs> thus saith Margot, the 13-year-old. Margot, for her lifespan, that is a fucking perfect grab. <laughs> we were laughing because she got it. We podcast together. You know yeah, that. I know. She's so cool right now. I think give it a year when she's done being really cool and 13. Time, I think 14 is going to be the, the year that she comes back around. The, t- the time will come. And, but oh, oh, you'll have to catch up on. Oh, my God. The places you'll go. <laughs> um, do you think, it did, did I Want Candy have haze in it towards the end? <laughs> Uh, the Bow Wow Wow song? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, I, I'm, uh, maybe Listen, there's been haze throughout time, but we had yeah. a strict, we had, like, it had to be What's a I'm male saying? and female combination. It's not, you can't yeah, just yeah, have would, males because you've yeah. been hailing with Ain't Talking About Love. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and whatever. Bow Wow Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bow Wow Wow Wow. Wow Wow Wow. Bow Wow Wow. Yeah, it had to be a combination male-female group. And it had to be kind of, you okay. had to have that. Yeah. Hey, there's this real, there's a real strict. Margo's like me in that line. Like, we right. can really, we can really split a hair. Right, right. <laughs> she, she got that from me. <laughs> anyway, we had real strict guidelines and we narrowed it down to Arcade Fire, who did it in No Cars Go, and it was dope. <laughs> and everybody after that was a piece of shit. <laughs> nope. Army ants. What do you? Would you say who played on Army ants? Uh, your boy B O B. B O B plays the mellotron. The mellotron. <laughs> the off maligned. As a but, session musician, the mellotron comes in. Oh man, 
like there's only a few people alive that he can even play one anymore. That there's Paul McCartney, yeah. there's Brendan O'Brien. Yeah. And I think like every once in a while, Lou Reed could do it like three times in his lifetime. Okay. I played a Mellotron. Okay. So there you go. Army ants. Dig it. the Mellotron? I think this would open it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't bury the lead when you're going to bring in the Mellotron. bury the Mellotron. <laughs> don't bury the Mellotron. <laughs> okay. There's the black flag right there. Yes. 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 That is Henry Rollins like a motherfucker right there. got another kind of running theme with these guys uh whatever you think of their singles and yeah. they're hard to argue with because they're huge um like i said i didn't care for the core singles but i'm weird like that but the deep album cuts are really where it's at with this man yeah honestly yeah like the this was never on the radio but that song's amazing could have been a single this thing's maybe not, I don't know. This I'm, song, the, I'm the guy that said, uh, first time I saw Bon Jovi as a kid, I'm like, these guys go nowhere. <laughs> I saw. See, the, I was hooked right away. Yeah, I saw the aforementioned train at the Crocodile, and yeah. like, I said, oh, these guys are garbage. They'll never be anything. Yeah. We left after three songs. My barometer is fucked, is what I'm trying to tell you. I can't call us. I'll never be an A&R guy. I'm, I'm almost more confident in your artistic prowess because you said that. <laughs> I, I doom so many people to success. Matchbox 20 was another one. I'm like, ah, oh, this fucking poor guys are going to be one hit wonders. This is no good. This guy, Rob Thomas, he's kind of a dud. <laughs> no. And then Santana. Him and Santana. Carlos says, see, and, and you're Rob wrong, Thomas Jared. seems like a good shit, too. Yeah, he does. Sometimes good shits can make it. That's yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's, that is nice. Yeah. I still don't want to listen to it, but he does seem like a nice dude. Yeah. Nice dudes can't play guitar solos like this, though. Oh, it's fucking what? I just cut that face. You just saw me make that face. You, you made just made me face. like I just. You just shit on the floor <laughs> right over there, and I just smelled it. That's the face I made. That is the face you want when listening to a guitar solo. This, yeah, this is like you can't underbite when you solo on this band <laughs> because you, you're gonna bite through the skin. Yeah, just put a mouth guard in. I'm getting a little, and it just would be you normally saying this, but I'm a little Perry Farrell off of this right now. Wow. Yeah, right? I, there's, 
way bigger well than I thought going, um, thinking about these guys that they started to draw from. And once it started opening up, I'm not surprised to see Perry Farrell come through here because James is just one of those tent poles. They're going to be, they're all over the place. So like Genghis Khan in your DNA. Absolutely. But prior to that, Mercury. And with that comes this, the uh, confidence in stage presence in maybe looking silly when you're playing. And uh, Scott Weiland started getting slinkier. Physically got smaller as yes. he was getting later in the career. You know, the all the albums after this until he passes away. Yeah, he, yeah. And with that, he started getting... it. He always had the dyed hair and then go crew cut, then long for a bit and this. Had a lot of looks. He had a lot of looks. But they also all kind of felt like he was just... But yeah, on the surface, maybe putting it on, but really just doing whatever the fuck. Just fucking putting on a show like a goddamn rock star. An honest-to-God good show, <laughs> sounding awesome live, good voice, yeah. and killer Trying. fucking music. It's it's almost like really cute watching these old videos of like this era. This is like the last time where oh, he's like so butch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so butch yeah. with his gas station attendant shirt and his dickies and his beanies you know on a on a a, a, you know different waves and bell curves ebbs and flows of a career stone temple pilots in embracing the did you hear it means is it motor oil is it Uh, this what's the thing Shirley temple's pussy and they yeah and they hit like three four just banger tracks that came out kind of undeniable they're like undeniable but in five years he's gonna be shirtless and leather pants wearing that leather like policeman's hat and and (laughs) and killing it and yeah and bowie (laughs) took a fucking hard left turn in there and it's something where it's like the music doesn't necessarily change it evolves it goes through some artistry and stuff but the lead singer starts really fucking with identity and fucking with coping with whatever problems they have, those are coming through lyrics. There's this like cathartic experience that's happening. Yeah. And he, the, here's where they're about. the dark gravity. It's the dark gravity. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Great real term. thing. We all, we all are drawn to it and it's fucked up. Like die for us, boy. You know, it's yeah. just, uh, it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit like combat sports. Which, it's like, you know, like linebackers getting CTE for our enjoyment. Yeah. And, like a commonality through everybody we've compared them to or think they have influences from. It's not a rare story. Yeah. It's a totally like earnest, true trajectory. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Totally. And I think on a side profile and <laughs> somewhere a little bit after he, this era. When he gets a little more thin, he does, he does cut a bit of a walking esque figure. <laughs> the hair, I am. I am. He gets thinner. The hair gets bigger. It's the hair. <laughs> yeah. It's the hair to thinness ratio. If, if if um, let's see, Brendel Fly put Bowie and and put Walken in a transporter uh, pod. Yeah. It would combine into Scott Weiland, Scott Weiland at a certain point in his career. Well, Brendel Weiland. Yeah. All right. Let's close this out with the last song. But is it? <laughs> is it? Kitchenware and candy bars. Couple brothers jamming in the kitchen right now. Yeah, locked in. Yeah. Somebody told me I know where to go. 
River. This was played at campfires by camp counselors. There's so many flavors in this stew happening right now. It's, yeah. I can't even start to. So musically, I think where it starts without breaking down individual bands and everything you're alluding to. Um, all of their songs can be broken down into acoustic guitar, singing, and some sort of percussion. But the core is what the brothers are doing right there. Now they're doing a little bit yeah. louder with a drum beat behind, but yeah. that's that, that riff is right there. That's the song. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, you throw a little cute arpeggios in on top of it and be and be fancy, but that song is living right there. You can there. strip down most of their songs from an electric set to an acoustic set. You can Translate. strip them down to acoustic set to acoustic guitar, and Whoa. on that acoustic sure guitar, where Mellotron happened right there. What was that? This is like it's undocumented Mellotron. You're right. You, <laughs> that's you, the worst. Right. you always I hate undocumented Mellotron. Mellotron. Yeah, you always. Know, Those like, are the ones Dad warned me about. <laughs> it's like an X Men story. <laughs> You can't put a bunch of no-show. <laughs> oh, some shit going on here. Strings. Tasty man, this, that's how you close a fucking album, right? This it's is, epic. This I, is like some cashmere shit yeah. going down. It's, yeah, I think this is the revisit of it's okay to close an album, actual album, right. um, with that with the downer. With the, but with is the it really? I mean, downer it's a power. heavy downer. I mean, power it's downer. like China White, check <laughs> kind of power downer. You're right. I mean, in the spirit right, right. of things. Well, in Pulp Fiction. Yes. <laughs> Give me the, I wait, said this. is the pain. God damn. But this is a motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> that seals it. I, yeah. I'm relapsing tonight. <laughs> I've really enjoyed listening to this album and to the, you know, Letterman shit and. and uh-huh. Certain when certain, that's like King's X right there. Yeah, that sounds like King's X to me in the best way. Look at the bass getting off. He, he kept it clean, like you said. Till that's oh, that was like a Ozzy riff right there. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's also like a slow outro to beat it. Yes. Oh shit. This is Eddie on heroin right there. Yes. You know, it's just... Come on. Chester. Yes. Oh, you gotta throw that, that question cord in there uh-huh. again. The question cord. That's like how every James Bond theme ends. <laughs> like, well, is this one going to be good? Yeah, we don't know. Maybe more? <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I know there's a secret track coming up, and it'll be here in a minute. I think there's a little space. We 45 talk. seconds or so. But, uh, yeah, man. What an epic closer. Like, get you, like, 
perfect time amped and place. up and like yep. down at the same time <laughs> yeah you can be depressed and full of energy yeah the, the, the i feel like um speedball i believe they call that oh what <laughs> uh, what okay and this should really be our theme song to this podcast isn't it the second album to richard the peterson you mentioned him earlier Oh, Seattle artist. Hope you enjoy them. <laughs> like if it's sung to me. Listen to 12 great tunes playing on your stereo. Dining and dancing soon. Entertain on the piano. The second album. <laughs> Twelve gracious. Twelve gracious melodies. melodies. And you know the album really should not be any longer than a dozen songs. We, we, yeah. double albums are horseshit. We all know this. And I think uh, Bob knows quicker, faster. Yeah. I think that production Doesn't. style in here. He's he's at superpower right now. He's just yep. hitting his super level. In, in they're the- only hitting twelve songs because of the hidden track. Yeah, it's so meta. Ain't but anyway, right. they're paying attention. <laughs> the word "purple" doesn't appear on their album cover no. uh, in English. No, in English, you're right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's a that's a Dale Sizer illustration. Oh, he really? did a little bit of their art. They have a crew that actually hangs out. They got an art crew, huh? They got an art. I like crew. that when a, a band finds crew. a finds a crew like just and they stay together like mm-hmm. like Pink Floyd and Storm Thurgeson. You know, just yeah. like that's a career you do together. Coming up together, like Stedman and Thompson. Just find who's, your wait. Who's Stedman Thompson? Uh, Ralph Steadman and Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, like yes. that's a that's yes. you just that's ride or die right there. I when you find your artist. Yep. For a moment, I thought you meant Waldorf. <laughs> Thomas Waldorf. Waldorf and Steadman. <laughs> you you thought I meant Oprah and Steadman? Fucking. Oh, Sattler and Waldorf? Sattler and Waldorf. This album was so bad. How bad was it? They got Richard Peterson closing it out. That's great. Yeah, Sattler and Waldorf really did him justice right there. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah, cut all that. Cut off. Cut me. Cut you. (laughs) Cut Peterson. I'm cutting this whole bonus track off. There's no bonus track on this album. No. No. That's a fun way. Because everyone was doing, I mean, by 90... Uh, there's some bands by by this point. There's bands taking the piss out of that whole hidden track uh, mm-hmm. phenomenon. Tool is another great one on Undertow. They really fuck with the hidden track. Yeah, expectations. Yep. This one is definitely taking aim at the whole situation. At least it was <laughs> the real hidden track. Like when you'd have like the answering machine messages at the end of the album. That was such a thing for like two minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the hidden track. It was a little fucked out. They went with CDs. It'd been around for a minute. It was a fucked out idea. Yep. And that was exactly it. This, this was a, their little commentary and they, and they have started belittle it. Um, they have a commentary through a lot of their songs by posturing, uh, you know, production presentation, all that fun stuff. But so this is their like, yeah, fine. Hidden track. Let's throw a hidden track. 
and it's we're gonna pay this guy for this track. <laughs> yeah. This track's good. Yeah, that's it. That now, if I, I I may be wrong, but I think that Richard Peterson guy he would do like uh, lounge covers and stuff. He was mm-hmm. like real famous for doing like uh, smells like Teen Spirit like lounge style or something yeah. shit like that. Okay, yeah, uh, that's the guy I'm thinking I think of. So. I'm not sure, but I think you're right. Also that guy Richard Cheese. Remember him? Feels like a loaded question. <laughs> you remember Richard Cheese? Uh-uh. Dick Cheese, you know, fucking, that's your guy. Uh, Anyways, boy. doing a lot of lounge. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into the lounginess of it all. Yeah. Uh, but that's a hell of a second record we just listened to. I think in the same style as the cult that these guys <laughs> hit a pretty, there's really no stinker. And, and I almost wanted to hate uh, at some point in there. And then I also realized it was the, yeah. you know, the end of the second, or of the first side. Oh, no, wait, this yeah. is a... That was just shit about yourself that you hated, that you were trying to project onto them. 100%. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Paul on the road to Damascus. Are we going to finish the journey on this episode? (laughs) No, but I just might be fully converted by the next episode. So, go with God, everybody. Smoke weed every day. You're listening to the TNE Network. (laughs) 